This is Radio Free Cybertron with your host, Brian Kilby, featuring Chris, Don, Rob, Diecast, John, and Melvar. This is Radio Free Cybertron, episode 723. I am Brian Kilby. Ah, uh, man. I'm so tired. We're all tired. Matt's actually home asleep right now. Actually, he would, even if he was on the show, he'd still be home. But you know, we don't exist in like some sort of virtual space. But if we did, I would be there with uh, Chris. I think, I think technically we do exist in a virtual space. Like, mm. that's basically what this, this call is. Sort of. It's our virtual space, yeah. Diecast, what are you doing in your virtual space? Hope you have your pants on. I I probably do. Um, well, as long as the camera <laughs> stays where it is and Diecast doesn't stand up, I don't think we need to care. That's true. Would uh, a virtual doppelganger of me have more energy? Uh, I suppose it depends on the mechanism by which that doppelganger is created. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Rob? Hello. Don? He's all out of caffeine. Well, it- yeah, if uh, if Diecast gets a doppelganger, he'll be our Harry Kim. Uh, yeah, that, that was, yeah, no. There are other characters. <laughs> I, mean, I, get have that re- I get that reference. I get it, but like, if you're going to have like but, a doppelganger reference from Star Trek, why not Riker? That's, or Evil Kirk. Or, or yeah. Because I, li- because I like those. And Harry Kim, I don't like. Oh, oh wait a minute. That, that, never mind. Okay, you, you explained it. Okay, I get it. Does anybody or truly Kirk, like no. Harry Kim, though? I mostly just feel sorry for him. Yeah. Words hurt, Don. Hey, I do have to say this. I do have to say this. And then I'll <laughs> move on to uh, John after I say this. Somebody pointed this out on Twitter, and I don't remember who it was. It might have even been Blade. Uh, but it, or it could have just been a random Twitter person. Harry Kim was an ensign. Why was he considered senior staff on the Voyager? Because he was bridge crew. <laughs> Wesley wasn't invi- invited to like st- senior staff meetings. Um, most of the time, no. Wesley, yeah, Wesley was also badly written. Realistically, and I use that term very loosely, like for the job role Harry had on Voyager, he should have been a lieutenant from the start. That makes sense. At I would least, agree with at that. At least like a lieutenant junior grade. Yeah, I would agree with that. That makes sense. Yeah. And John DeLuna. John, are you here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm chatting it up with our chat. Hey, Hello. uh. John, I want, I want to mention real quick the thing that you posted to Twitter a couple of days ago. Okay. The the press kit. Are you getting oh, that? Oh, yeah. What about it? Are you picking it up? The $800 Transformers movie incomplete press kit? No. Yeah. Did you oh, see I put in an offer for you? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Did, he put, yeah. did you put in an offer? And, and, yeah. And <laughs> I, did, I did offer to use my PayPal credit to try to get it for John if you really wanted it. So I did, did. offer to... I'll, I'll say again on the record, Don is top five nicest humans walking the face of the earth because he sincerely <laughs> crafted some plan to finance this if i wanted it <laughs> so i appreciate that but i was just having uh, fun on twitter that, that thing's a buy that thing's a buy it now right yeah so i have something stupid up right now that i am seriously interested in but the cost has gone astronomical <laughs> And I don't know what that means for me over the next the auctions running like another nine days. And I actually know the other person who is interested in it. So, um, so are you saying you're in a bidding war? I, it's a, it's a friendly bidding war. Okay. Hey, speaking of, I can say this now that the auction's over and it went for surprisingly uh, little. 
but I did bid on it, but, uh, you know, I didn't fight for it. Uh, up on eBay this week was um, like the original ske- uh, like sketched art for Tiger Hawks uh, box art. Oh, how much did they get for? Like a little over a hundred bucks. And, and it's his art. Yeah. That's completely reasonable. Oh, yeah. that's a steal. Somebody like, got recall, it for a steal. As I recall, Tiger Hawks box art was not that great but like it's more about the the thing that it is more than the content yeah for sure so yeah okay so john i'm, I'm you said you're in the chat tfradio.net slash discord yeah you don't even you don't even have to install anything you can go straight to your browser you're talking about something i actually kind of wanted to talk about you said if i we we mm. talked about i was planning out a general toy podcast and in a way this has kind of become a general toy podcast where we mostly talk about transformers uh you said i'm, I'm going to bleep this out uh, if I had a general toy podcast, I would definitely have this discussion this week. Is G.I. Joe classified a failure? Short answer, yes. Uh, the real answer, it depends on what Hasbro wanted out of the line, but uh, it's a fun discussion. What the blank is this line? So there's a major blood up on eBay right now. It's, uh, it's Target exclusive. <laughs> and it, like, it got bidded up. Their bids, it was like into the tens of thousands of dollars. And then yes. I think those bids were canceled. The last I checked it was yeah. Last I checked was like twenty five thousand dollars or something. What? Yeah, yeah. (sighs) It's trolls at this point. Mm -hmm. Having fun. We're just having fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably easier to get it on eBay than it'll be to get it on the Target website. So, like, I am seriously considering get stopping GI Joe classified. In fact, I would if I did, I'd probably get rid of everything except for that Firefly because I collect Fireflies. Thank you, Diecast, for being a good human being and sending that to me. So I'll ask again on it, um, on this line, is it, is it based on anything? Are those character designs based on anything? It's based on G.I. Joe Classified. Okay. <laughs> so like, because like Major Blood is awesome. I love Major Blood. It looks horrible. His, his original bio is so good. You should read it. His original file card. Anyway, this is one of those where like, okay, Classified Major Blood he's not based on anything and, and I'm not, I'm not a complete slave to nostalgia, like 90% slave, but um, like, it just doesn't, like, I don't get it. Like, like, like he's going to be hyper rare. He's, he's going to legit go for hundreds of dollars and I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't get it. So th- this is the one that triggered me. Whereas like, I don't understand this line and I don't know where it's going. Yeah. That's why I think I can let it go. Cause you can let it go. Let it go. No, but I think I really think we need to like harangue John until he actually makes this general toy podcast episode on this one specific topic. You know, it can be like a (laughs) patron exclusive thing or something, but like it's just feels like this feels like a prompt that needs to be developed. Yeah. How old is this thing? Like three years at this point, two and a half years. Yeah. A year. A year. It's from last year. It's from last year. Uh huh. Man, what a roller coaster. The um the snake eyes with all the bonus weapons was something they showed at Toy Fair, I think. Hmm. So like previewed it like in the year 2019 or was it still 20? 20. Man. Pretty sure. That's crazy. That uh, so crazy. I think it was I think it was previewed earlier than that and it came out last year. If I remember right. Uh, even in that case though, like the most the line is not more than a year and a half old. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian, when I saw your tweet earlier when I was on lunch, Which I, one? I did uh, about stopping the GI Joe oh, collecting. Yeah. Uh, I did this. I did a tweet myself, and I, I basically I added it to Hasbro. If you have GI Joe collectors 
considering not collecting GI Joe anymore because they can't find GI Joes to buy, something's not working right. On the other hand, and, like they have the the optional privilege of paying fifty dollars a year to Hasbro Pulse for maybe the chance to uh, get a small selection of these exclusives uh, on HasbroPulse.com instead of Target if they're there for the like five minutes they're in stock in the middle of the workday. Yeah, so I mean, it's like, uh, and I was thinking about this on the drive home, and I'm not trying to hijack the podcast, Brian. I'm sorry about it for that. I'm just thinking about. No, this is the this. podcast now. Go for it, Don. Okay. Um, Hasbro is making their money on their end, selling to the secondary retailer like Target. So they're Has, still making their Target's money. Target's a primary retailer. It's not a secondary retailer. Well, well I mean, okay. Well, I mean, like, oh, I'm sorry. Primary retailer. I, I was messing up. So anyway, Hasbro is making money. The problem is if you have final consumers dropping out of trying to find this stuff, all you're going to be left with is the scalpers and the people that can get this. And if people are not willing to pay those, not everybody's willing to pay those prices sooner or later to be sort of like John on the, uh, the NECA stuff sooner or later, people are going to stop paying those prices to a degree because they're just fed up with the whole thing. And that's going to eventually get back to Hasbro to the fact that yes, we're making money, but our final consumer target, no one's happy. And the only people buying it, are going to stop buying it at some point because they can't flip it on these exclusives. I feel like what's going to get back to Hasbro at this point is if people stop buy, buying it, if people stop buying it, people will stop scalping it and they're just going to sit and Hasbro will stop making money on it. And, uh, and Hasbro will still make money on end. it. Hasbro will still make money on the exclusives because it's tar- target buying them. And it's not, they're not just producing them and, and shipping them out to other people. The target is uh, targets buying these. And they're effectively like resellers. I mean, these are exclusives. They're uh, they have agreements on how much of these are going to get sold, which is one of the reasons they're hard to find because Target's not buying enough of them. So uh, it, this is it's all. I don't want to say it's not Hasbro's problem because I know Hasbro wants these to get into the hands of fans, but the failure on this is Target. It's entirely Target because they are either not buying enough of them, they're not. Uh, controlling who can get them. Uh, basically, Hasbro uh, is kind of over a barrel. Retailers are kind of over a barrel, and it, uh, I mean, manufacturers are over a barrel, and with with retailers because retailers can easily say, "I'm just not going to sell your product," and we see product all the time disappear from store shelves just because retailers don't carry it anymore. And you know, Hasbro doesn't want that to happen, so they have to appease Target by giving Target some exclusives, and Target only has to buy so many of them per the agreement, and Hasbro can't sell them anywhere else, so. We're kind of SOL. Well, I've said it before and I say it again. It should be not it should not be this hard to give people money for plastic toys. It shouldn't no, be. It and, sucks. No, and we agree with you, Don, but like Brian says, that's entirely on target. Yeah, I mean Hasbro, I'm certain, is probably wanting to like make more that they can put on pulse, but Target just say no. And Hasbro probably has nothing they can do about it. Yeah, the the most we can hope for is um, like the situation with the uh, Earthrise Seeker 2 pack, the Skywarp and Thundercracker, where that's up for pre-order at select online retailers now for an, an additional production run. So, like, the target exclusivity on that is over with, and hopefully the G.I. Joe Cobra Island stuff will have the same thing happen to it. It will have a contractual period that ends, and then Hasbro can reissue that if somebody wants to take those on, like Entertainment Earth, Big Bad Toy Store, etc. 
Well, the Cobra Trooper, what they did is they re-released it in the next wave and just made like minor changes. Yeah, they can, to it. and they can do that. Too. They can yeah. do that, and they should do it. And that is when it's on Hasbro, and they're not doing yeah. it. Yeah, yes. I think right now Hasbro probably is still juggling like what demand is there for GI Joe product, and trying to catch up to what the actual numbers appear to be based on their in or versus their initial. Uh, prediction of what the market would actually sustain. What I would love to see happen is Hasbro just not do any more retailer exclusives. But that's not what happened. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically the entire fandom's opinion all the time. Yeah. But like, we would also get about a third of the product that we actually get now if there were no retailer exclusives. And it could just be like, you know, uh, so many other. It would be 1999 again. Is basically what I'm saying. Yes. So what's the, what's the knockoff GI? Not knockoff GI Joe, but like the, the Lenore, core? the core. Like my Walmart just completely quit. I, I nobody really sells them anymore. Uh, well, for, I thought that was more a case of um, like that got supplanted by the the like King Kong movie stuff and the alien. Toys. I mean, you know, you like, think Lenore would still be making them if they could, if 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 the retailers were buying them. I mean, maybe you could also look at it as like the company has taken on licenses and they want to put their manufacturing focus on those things. It's, it's a very small company. Very, yeah. very, very small company. Yeah. I mean, I there's merit to the way you're looking at it too. Cause like, yeah, the most the amount of stuff they could possibly make, they would want to make, you would think, across more than one brand at a time, but it also may not be feasible for them. So, mm. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. If they if they only have the capability of making so much stuff, then you know you, they have the choice of making their you know long running knockoff GI Joe line that is basically an in joke to a group of uh, select collectors, or they can make aliens figures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this is a very complicated situation. When it, oh yeah, so I it's I see a lot of I see a lot of people uh. I, I kind of got myself in trouble a little bit today when somebody I saw where somebody made a comment about um, how this worked and they just made this really dumb, broad generalization that wasn't true. And I stepped in and responded to what they said and sort of laid out how it was. And they're like, well, that's just what I said, but it's the long version. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure it is. Yeah. But this is one of those things like nobody knows exactly how it works, even me and us, uh, except for the, you know, the person who's selling to Target and people at Target. And the yeah. people at Target probably don't care. Not, I mean, they care to an extent within one frame of reference. Yeah. Like the toy, the toy, the merchant at Target who buys the stuff is probably very happy that it sells out because it helps their bonus at the end of the year. Yeah, and it doesn't really make a difference probably to the toy buyer at Target how much of any given thing is going to how many different buyers or of what category at what rate. What the merchant at Target is seeing, they're seeing, oh, crap, this stuff is going for so much more on the secondary market. How can we get a piece of that? That's what, that's what, they're, that's what they're thinking. So, uh, yeah, this sucks. Uh-huh. It does. Sucks, sucks, sucks. Why are we getting I, a, a General Blood or whatever his name is before a Serpentor? I want my six a, inch Serpentor. I would say Major Blood dies. is a is a character that more Joe Pierce would rather have than Serpentor. That sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, Major Blood was kind of he was like number a three favorite. 
yeah, he was like a fan favorite long before Serpentor. And I'm not sure really how popular Serpentor ever was overall. Uh, it's just, it's not a name you see a lot of people like clamoring for. It's like, where's my next Globulus? Yeah. I mean, like Serpentor, Serpentor was, yeah, I don't think Serpentor is actually popular at all. They wouldn't have killed him off and not bring, I mean, and not bring like, him back. I mean, I like the con, I love the concept, but it was just like, now what? So, like, it may just be me. I have not seen a G.I. Joe classified figure on any store shelf in, like, six to eight months. My Walmart had one yesterday. Um, and what this, as I think about what it really reminds me of is um, 2007 and 2008. First, when the first Transformers movie toys came out and sold through basically everywhere as soon as the movie came out in theaters. Uh, you know, demand for them far outstripped what was made and shipped to the stores at that time, which is partly, I think, why we got the AllSpark power line. It was a way for them to refresh and get more product uh, quantity out. But then again in 2008 with the uh, toy line for the first Iron Man movie, which had the exact same thing happen. And I think in both of those cases, um, you know, they went conservative with their movie toy lines to not have a big glut of that stuff hanging around and eventually getting deeply discounted like all movie lines are doomed to be um the prince of persia is a great example of that because i never saw that line even appear in stores until it went directly to deep discount at toys r us the first time i ever saw that on shelves it was at discount but that's a different matter um i feel like it's very possible a similar thing's happening with the gi joe classified stuff which is just that hasbro went really conservative with their production numbers on that and there was enough market demand to outstrip the supply that there was. And right now we are in the waiting period for them to get that next bigger batch of the stuff produced and out to the retailers. And by this time next year, it's going to be like, can we not have any more GI Joe classified stuff? True. Tired of seeing these serpentors hanging everywhere. Yeah. Wave one stuff is still showing up basically. Yeah. So that's what was on my Walmart shelf yesterday was a roadblock. A roadblock. A yes. roadblock. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I ever. I saw one roadblock at Target last week. I saw one at GameStop the other day, and I saw one at a different Target when I was out of town Saturday. And that's the only thing I've seen is a random poor roadblock. It's probably the same roadblock being bought and returned <laughs> to different places. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John, that was a good idea. You should do a general toy podcast. Mm. I think we just did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about some wrestling figures now. Oh, and a no. video game podcast on top of that. Yeah, we're done with that. <laughs> no, no, seriously though, like our niche yeah. is our niche is toys. We need to stay in our lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's in, in doing a podcast now. You know, full time for eleven years, twelve years, almost twelve years. Like what I've learned is we need to just stay in our lane. Like. It's kind of like wrong. I'm just nostalgic for new Soundwave because, yeah. like, John did such a good job producing that <laughs> this, show. He did yeah, so overproduced. Yeah, you're right, Brian. Just look behind you and diecast. <laughs> yeah, like with the bear, with the bear studs behind me. Uh, yes, uh, toys and well, home improvement. You. Yeah, I could do a home improvement. No, well, I couldn't do a home improvement podcast. <laughs> Like I, I worked in that industry for 16 years and I know a lot about it, but compared to like the people who are like professionals in that space, like the actual home improvement space, you know, I couldn't do it. I you could know, be Wilson. You could. But uh, Brian, the next time you want to do a, a toy show, a, to, a toy podcast, let's talk about the master of the universe. WWE figures out how hard they are to find. 
Yeah, they are. Well, hard to find new ones. Like I can still find older waves. Yeah, this is but true. It's the same with it's the same with the um the they're not Masters of the Universe classics. They're Origins. Uh, Origins. Yeah. Oh, apparently, uh, apparently, Castle Grayskull is showing up in stores now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah, but Walmart.com keeps delaying my order. Mine's been delayed now three times. Yeah, that's <laughs> another thing I probably won't ever actually see. I haven't seen a Panther on shelves, for instance. I'm not collecting the line, but I do try to keep up on it because, like, um, you know, Brian can't always find the stuff he's wanting. I just learned it. from Triplet that the Panther at Walmart is flocked. Yeah, I that's saw so that. weird. I didn't know that. I wound up with two Panthors. Um, I had pre-ordered one from BBTS and forgot to cancel it, and I found one at Target. And of course, and neither of those are flocked. flocked. Nope. Oh. What the fuck? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. now, my Target, I saw some today at Target, but I didn't look. But I mean, so there's, is there a flocked and unflocked version? At Walmart, there's a flocked version. At Target, there's an unflocked version. And they're okay, like $15 I, oh. difference in price. Wow. Okay, Because my Target has Panther, but I didn't actually look at them it's to see flocked. what the difference it's, was. It's plastic. Just plastic. <laughs> Okay. I'm just glad to have my um my Mega Constructs flocked Panther. Oh yeah, Walmart has plenty of those. Yes, that's not really a problem to get those. They even uh, restocked those um He-Man and Beastman two packs that nobody wanted in the first oh, place. Oh, there's a million of those. What they are not restocking though are the little play sets with the Skeletor heads. I found one ever. Period. Oh, they uh, have been restocking those occasionally here. Oh, I good. I, I was doing diecast trick of just ordering it online if my Walmart was showing it. And every single time I do it, I get something. They just cancel them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my local store like probably just sees my name come through and they just cancel the order. Okay. Hey, so new stuff. Uh, Chris, um, Anthony from TFU Info. Real quick, Anthony suggested diecast. Probably what's going to happen when your Unicrons come is it's just going to be two cookie monsters. That's just what they're going to send you because they're going to be out of Unicrons. It feels like it feels like they're going to get to the end of the list and they're going to be like, oh, we ran out. I'm sorry. Yep. Which I think my head will legitimately explode. Uh, Make sure we get that on video. Yeah, we need that on video. Yeah. Uh, ben Yi, uh, buddy Phil Skyjammer. Uh, was also on the call and some other folks uh, talked to Hasbro last week uh, and basically asked some questions uh, from, you know, we've all talked to Hasbro enough to we know that sometimes you don't really get answers to the questions that you ask. So I, I think we're kind of limited on some of the interesting things that popped up, but Chris, you being on the call, what were, what were some of the things that uh, actually, who did you get to speak to and um, what were some of the interesting things that you heard? Uh, so, they had um, Lenny Panzika and Ransun on the call with us. Um, I, the most interesting thing to me was the explanation for why uh, Dracodon, the Vertebrae Redeco, is green, uh, which Lenny had a very detailed uh, description of how that process went. Um, so I put up the uh, News Desk episode 139 today, which is uh, clips from that, and there's also a semi-transcript of what was included in the uh, mini-podcast episode. Uh, I would encourage people to go and check that out, but basically it comes down to an acidic dinosaur skeleton is extremely metal. Ah, okay. It is, yeah. Um, let me look at my notes that I still have prepared here just to kind of figure out what's uh, worth highlighting. Uh, so the reason that they decided to make the Titan for this year be the Ark was just a matter of like, they feel like everything from Transformers 
ought to have a chance to transform, and there's never been a transforming arc before. Nobody stepped in to correct them about Omega Supreme and animated. That's but, what I was you know. thinking when I was listening <laughs> to that. I was like, uh, I guess they just mean G1. Yeah, I think they just, I think they specifically meant in G1. We all know that, you know, there was Omega Supreme and, uh, you know, Paladin just so his head doesn't explode. Like, I, I'm, I'm acknowledging that's a thing, but, you know, I think they're talking about G1. So they wanted to work from that angle and develop the arc into a transforming robot that way. Um, they're really into seeing all the stuff that the fans are building out of um, like weaponizers and fossilizers, especially they're really liking the fossilizer monsters from this year. Um, like apparently they're like pulling the stuff off of the social media uh, accounts and websites when they see them and sharing them internally with each other. And oh, I just bet. Like, yeah. Um, Mark especially apparently is really a fan of what we're doing with that stuff, which I mean, that kind of showed too in the, um, the fan fest presentation where he pulled out his own monstrosity that he made with, um, uh, wing finger and the two other ones. So like, he's really into all of this stuff that we're doing. That's cool. Um, Mark, if you're listening, people love you. <laughs> That's another thing too. Um, it wasn't in one of the parts I included, but uh, Rand did say that um, she reinforced the idea that you know they read the social media accounts, the message boards, and listen to the stuff we produce. Like you know, they're paying attention to the stuff we're talking about with Transformers. You know, be it positive or negative, they value all that feedback so they can kind Please of send me an art for free, <laughs> so they can understand where we're at with this and like you know, what they need to consider going forward to kind of address some of the stuff we're talking about. Get this so. man in the middle here, a headmaster RC. <laughs> um, I think, you know, we've seen in the past, I think, uh, signs of this too, like how stickers finally went away after Power of the Prime when we wouldn't basically every single day shut up about how much we didn't like them. Yep. Um, and like they're... Um, as far as the like weaponizer modulator fossilizer thing goes, like they they are on board with having that persist past kingdom if it makes sense to what they're trying to do to have that play pattern in. So I think basically they're just looking for any excuse to be able to keep doing stuff like that. I got my fingers crossed anyway because I I think it's a lot of fun. You know what I would like uh, to see that they're not going to do, but I would love to see them do it. Ideas like this that don't make sense in you know, whatever the next big generations line is, try to squeeze it into like a subline, like even into authentics, just something, you know, make it, if you have to make it kind of basic, make it basic, but let that stuff live. Like, I'd like to see like Titan masters and authentics somehow that would be like, would double the price of the toys. So they're not going to do it, but <laughs> that would be fun. No, I mean like, and this is something I think we've talked about a few years ago too. Like uh, the Titan master vehicle assortment even if they just were doing um, like redecos of them and not even producing new molds, it'd be a perfect thing to just keep like recycling through places like Dollar General and Five Below. Oh yeah, I'd um, buy that. You know, not within Authentics itself as such, but in the same way that we keep getting um, like the little um, Legion size uh, Legends figures that keep popping up, the G1 style ones. Uh, you know, the Titan Master vehicles could do the same thing and. More than anything else that came out of that trilogy at that price point, those were decently self-contained little toys. You had a little transforming vehicle and a rider for them. It, you know, it was a pretty solid unit by itself, and it just so happens to be able to interact with bigger toys. Like, 
I kind of do wish those would come back even as redecos just to have more to cycle oh, in. Yeah. In the chat, Jacob's saying if they listen, ask him to make a Dilophosaurus transformer. <laughs> yes. I I mean, like, I wouldn't rule that out because Lenny, uh, like, is a self-professed dinosaur nut. He, he literally said so during the call when he was explaining um, the vertebrae. Hey, the I remember which thing. one that was. I'm glad. I'm like, that's my mental image. Yes, that's it. Great. I was right. Yeah, I, I would buy that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think Phil had my favorite question. Um, so Phil asked about how, uh, you know, since last year, they've been doing a whole lot more online engagement stuff, which kind of takes the place of having, uh, comic cons and everything. Yeah. Uh, and basically Phil's question was like, is that something you plan to keep doing going forward? Even after we can start having in-person gatherings again and, you know, shows and events, um, since it's a great way to reach out to fans like Phil and some of the rest of us here too, who can't always go to conventions and trade shows and whatnot um and so ran answered that question and while of course there's no specific details she could or was able to give um like it may not even have any kind of level of planning at this point but like it's something that they've been thinking about too and they want to kind of explore and try to keep doing that as much as they can even after uh you know comic cons and everything come back so i mean yeah, I think that's a really great angle to have taken, uh, both in asking the question and with the the attitude that Hasbro has on their part for this. Um, ben also had the thought to ask about the core class figures not going up for pre-order. Uh, and the explanation for that came down to, um, basically, they didn't intend to have the low price point stuff go up on pre-order because apparently as a response to some of the fan feedback they've heard where some of these reveal events uh, apparently have too many things. Uh, I don't know that that's specifically uh, related to us calling one of them the Night of a Thousand Pre-Orders, but I'm not going to say it's not either. Um, so they decided to put the focus on the more higher price stuff in effort to let fans try to plan ahead for that by placing the pre-orders and then be able to catch the lower end stuff like the core class later on. Uh, but apparently... Um, at some point between now and when they're released, the core class stuff will go up for order at online retail. It just has not actually materialized yet. That's cool. Yeah. Um, outside of that kind of stuff, like a lot of it was just general feedback kind of conversation. Um, so, you know, we talked for a little bit about um, like the, how the packaging style has uh, developed over the last few years. Um and I even was observing specifically how we had been talking uh, on last week's show about how uh, how taken we were with the shattered glass packaging. And uh, relevant to our conversation we had, apparently um, it is uh, an online exclusive thing based on how Lenny was talking about it. He was describing it as e-commerce packaging, which would be the same thing like yeah. the, the closed box Amazon stuff. Uh, but he said he kind of wanted to have that um, feel like kind of... Uh, premium or a step above the other e-commerce packaging. So it sounds like that is going to be just an online only thing. Uh, it didn't really come up whether it meant pulse exclusive specifically, uh, or if that was going to be just kind of a general thing for when other retailers are picking it up. It, the way it looks right now though, I think pulse is the only place in the U S that's offering it. So uh, probably it is going to be exclusive at least as far as we're concerned. I also said that like I was really into the arc being a big spaceship toy and please make more like this. 
I want Transformers spaceship toys and ones that aren't, you know, little like ornaments to put on Unicron, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a lot of that kind of stuff because like I keep saying, those of us that were on the call and, you know, participating actively, we've been on this ride for a long time and we kind of know like there's a very narrow lane that you can go down for asking questions and everything and actually getting real answers back out of and um like at the start of it too the um the go-between from the pr agency was uh advising us to kind of stay focused on the reveals from uh the hasbro pulse fan fest so that also kind of limited our scope to where we could go with this so you know we did as much as we could but it was mostly just kind of like having a little bit of uh relaxed conversation with them and throwing in a few questions where we could kind of maneuver something where we thought we would be able to get an answer back from it. Cool. And it sounds like it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoyed the experience for sure. Great. I don't enjoy those experiences normally. So (laughs) next time they pop, well, I'm kidding mostly. Yes. I guess, I guess I've signed up for this duty for life now. Sweet. (laughs) Cool. Okay. Um, that's not true. If you're listening to Hasbro, I really do enjoy that stuff. I'm just, being silly I'm yeah playing. we're all very grateful for the opportunity yes. to participate in those and odds are me and brian will actually have some kind of uh star trek amok time style brawl for the right to be on the next one Ooh. if uh if hasbro's listening also can uh can you please ship my unicorn <laughs> <laughs> just one i don't just one what did you think of the album art for or the, uh, the thumbnail for this week diecast oh i you know i said i that's when i thought i was like man if i was on Moonbase two. I'd be in the clear yeah. because I would have got away so easy from Unicron. Like he would have never <laughs> caught me. So basically I stole Ness's uh, Unicron uh, tracker FedEx thing where it has a little Unicron who's going to, you know, traveling across the screen for when it'll be delivered. And I took out y- your package will be delivered by whatever date by the end of the day. And I put in never then the off from his prime before he dies screaming. Never cause diecast oh, is never getting his Unicron. So, Diecast, what did you think of that uh, tweet I shared with you earlier today? Uh, which one? Uh, the, it's the only thing I tweeted you today, Diecast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what is this? I don't know what this is. <sighs> yeah, I'll uh, get the link and put it in the Discord or something. Give me a minute. Well, I'm just looking it up now. I can well, that's it. basically what I'm doing, too, because I don't have the link to it offhand. Uh, oh, um, I, you posted something to your Play With Photos a couple days ago, Chris. I really like. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Huffer carrying Optimus. Yeah, I uh, put the link to the tweet I was talking about in the internal chat, and I'm uh, pasting it into our Discord now. Sent that to oh, you. Oh, here we go. Day, I, I did not see this. Oh, that's wow. that's pretty funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's Unicron on the toilet reading his manual. Uh huh. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I just like that. You know, somebody's had a Unicron crown for long enough that they feel comfortable sitting it on their toilet while diecast is still waiting to even get his yep. at all felt that's very nice. appropriate that's nice but yeah uh, i uh, posted a few things on my uh photography twitter account and the uh, instagram page too um just because i kind of felt like playing around with uh lighting and whatnot you should do like, you do you should do like tiktoks or something why because apparently people are blowing up on tiktok like that seems like work though yeah <laughs> you know what's worse is i i keep getting shipping notices from hasbro pulse and i'm like 
oh, this is this is it. And then and then it's something <laughs> like like I got my uh my skull cruncher, which is the only one I wanted uh to keep in package because he was my fra- favorite when I was a kid. Oh. Uh, so I wanted that retro package to reminisce from you know when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um I got it on pulse. Thank thank goodness that I was able to to pre-order that, but I didn't even look to see like when it would ship or anything like that. I was just like, I want it. I'm getting it when it comes, it comes. And, uh, that shipped. And I was like, I was like, Ooh, I'm getting a shipping. notice. It must be Unicron. And I'm like, ah, it's skull cruncher, but I really wanted it. It's not like, uh, it's just frustrating. (laughs) So going back to the, going back to the TikTok thing, I created uh, yeah. the TikTok for RFC. I have, haven't really posted anything to it. I don't have time to dedicate to it, but I was looking on TikTok for like just Transformers um, accounts and like just generic Transformers accounts have like 40,000 followers on it. Our old buddy, our old pal from AllSpark and, you know, just a lot of different things, Daniel Ross. Of course, Daniel is also the voice of Donald Duck. So there's a little different, but he has like 800,000 followers on TikTok. So, and we knew him back when he was just starting out. Yeah. So can we that's Don do like dances or something on TikTok, and we can post them. We can and- get Don dancing on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, like, but no, but like, yeah, being Donald Duck is 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 a you know a, a long ways away from being Starscream. What on the the medals game? So something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean that's awesome. I'm I'm re- really impressed that you know that he's he's come so far. I think he's probably as far as Transformers fans go. As far as like in the field of like animation stuff, he's probably the one at least that I know that's gone the farthest. So that's cool. But yeah, eight hundred thousand followers—that's a ton. But like just generic Transformers accounts that just post like silly Transformers videos, like forty thousand followers. Don, you should be a TikTok star. Mm, no. Okay. But Brian, you know what they say: TikTok killed the podcast star. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of YouTube killed the podcast star too. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Anybody get anything this week? <laughs> I got one thing worth vaguely mentioning. Um, it came up in our Discord a few weeks ago that a seller on AliExpress had uh, Generation Select Star Convoys for about $45 plus shipping. The shipping was only like 11 or $12 and then a little bit of sales tax on it. So like around about $60 shipped for a Generation Select Star Convoy. And like those things are not cheap to get otherwise. And after Brian's uh, immediate breakage issue with his when it when he got it um, in 2019, that's how old that is now. Um, I never felt comfortable opening and messing with mine, but finding out like you know cheapish spare that's kind of interesting. So I uh, I place an order for one. Now normally with AliExpress, like the expectation should be like if you order something, you're going to get a knockoff. It's not going to be the genuine article because like they've got. Uh, Figmas and Figuarts, uh, Diaclone Reboot, Masterpieces, all of that stuff on there would be knockoffs, but I had never heard of a bootleg of these Generation Selects toys so far, so I figured, like, there's a good chance this might be the real deal. So, I uh, placed the order on April the 2nd, I think, and then proceeded to forget for about two and a half weeks that I had done so. Uh, so that just came yesterday and to my surprise, like completely genuine packaging, like even with the outer shipping carton had Hasbro branded tape sealing it shut. I don't think a bootlegger is going to go the detail of, uh, 
producing their own Hasbro logo uh, packing tape. Although if they do, like, you know, more points to them. Uh, but yeah, like everything looks to be in order and I got a second star convoy so I can actually mess with one and still have a pristine one in case I, you know, kill be mine. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I believe Rob also ordered one, but his uh, his postal experience is far inferior to mine. A Sadly, our, it's uh, true. A couple of our Discord people also, after I placed my order, decided to uh, do their own. I don't think anybody else has received theirs quite yet, though. Did that price make it its way to eBay as well? I don't know. I didn't look. I, when I, I looked, of, I didn't see I would, any. Yeah, I would say 70 not. bucks is what I'm seeing it. Plus shipping or yeah, with shipping? plus shipping. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's you, about what I saw. Yeah, just eBay being eBay, I wouldn't really expect uh, the AliExpress kind of pricing to propagate over there just because it's a completely different kind of market. Also, it's pulling up original Star Convoy stuff when I'm doing my search. The price on that is all over the place. Of course, most of these aren't going to sell. A reissue for 500 bucks, no thanks. <laughs> I, was, I was talking with a couple of our people in Discord about uh, Super Megatron yesterday also because... Um, you know, like from primary sellers, especially domestic, that's kind of become unavailable too. And on eBay, that's also sort of expensive. Unfortunately, there's not really a deal on that on AliExpress at this point. Yeah, I wish I hadn't sold mine uh, then. I sold it for like retail. Yeah, Super Megatron still on AliExpress is about $100 with shipping, which is not really much better than you'd get um, in the eBay sale Yeah, if you did a little shopping. Which is it's, it's a it's a real shame because like Super Megatron probably is by one most favorite thing that came out last year. I don't even know where mine is. I need to dig it out. I, I keep mine right here next to me. You can't see because I'm not on camera this week because I don't have anything to actually show off. But yeah, Super Megatron is never very far away. Cool. Uh, diecast. No, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that'll do it for me. I uh, I started just as you were transitioning over to diecast. Cool. Diecast. I got the uh, retro skull, skull cruncher, I guess you could say. Uh, shipped really fast. It was not my Unicron, unfortunately, but I still like it. I got the Dr. Wu little... Uh, Chris will help me out with the name on this guy. Slam Dance? Uh, no, it's... Um, That's the other guy. Squawk Talk and Beast Box. Yeah, yeah Squawk Talk. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like these little Dr. Wu guys that have been coming out recently. Um, and they're not that expensive. They're like twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah, I think I think Big Bad Toy Story had that set up for pre-order for like twenty-five. The other thing I got, thanks to the Target sale, is I got another Expanse. Oh, I ordered one of those too, half price. Yeah, I can this open. My, I can open the new one. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what. So I'll open one. This one's actually the one I just received today. The box is in better condition than the first one. So, uh, I'll eventually open that. So I'll have one in the box and one open, just because it's not really worth opening. Oh, well, I'll have two that are in a beautiful box. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can uh, you can have um you can have them hanging on the wall, one facing front out, one facing back out, so you can see. Oh yeah. Panels. Yeah, but that was my total impulse thing that I was like, oh I, yeah, I'll just buy it. And that's all. That's all I got. I would I would make a comment on like a you know thirty five forty dollar impulse purchase, but I've done so much worse than that in my time. Oh yeah, Rob. 
was not quite prepared for that. Um, got to, I did get a couple of things, uh, neither of which I, I paid full retail for, so I'm pretty happy with that. I got to Kingdom Voyager Dinobot, which I uh, pre-ordered on Amazon a long time ago. And uh, it's, it's not bad. It looks really good in robot mode. I really like how it looks as a robot, as a dinosaur. It's okay. Transforming it got to be less of a hassle after the first time, but the first time was not fun. Uh, just figuring out exactly how everything lines up and how to tab it in. Just it's one of those things, especially since the uh, since the thigh swivels on that are incredibly stiff. Just really hard to uh, rotate the legs, which to line up the uh, the dyno mode, you kind of have to. And then the other thing is, uh, uh, Chris, let me know about a uh, Amazon warehouse deal for uh, Voyager Cyclonus, and that is just excellent figure. I really like that. It looks good uh, in both modes. And it is just, it's fun to handle, which is kind of pretty much where I'm at with transformers at this point. I, I want to, I want to enjoy transforming them. I don't want it to be an ordeal. I don't want it to be confusing. I don't want, I don't want my thumbs to hurt when I'm done. And yeah, Cyclonus is, is fantastic. That is a great looking figure. You left out one and, qualification there. You don't want to be afraid of them either. Yes, that is that is kind of an important one. Yeah, don't want to be afraid to transform them either. So yeah, so Cyclonus is just just excellent, and I, I think I think of the Voyagers I've gotten out of Kingdom so far, he is definitely my favorite. So, and I think I think that's everything I've gotten this week. Cool, Don. Yeah, a couple of uh, small oddball things. Um, off topic, I left it in the uh, car. I forgot to bring it up. But I found a Cobra Fang today. So I picked up a Cobra Fang to go with my Hiss tank, and they'll probably never be opened because they look pretty in the box, and that's what I wanted. Um, while I was out of town, I picked up, again, this is off topic, but... Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Incredibles, and there's not that much merchandise coming out now. So I found uh, the new Violet figure and Mr. Incredible at Tuesday morning, of all places, for about five bucks a piece. I've not walked into Tuesday morning in like two years. They still have yeah, like knockoff so Transformers. This one had, uh, it had Singe, it had um, three Battle Masters, two Aimlesses, a Smashdown, and a Terax. Terraxton. That's about that's all they had. Um, so that uh, when I went to Target to check for things, I got the last of the Reaction Gold Armor Bumblebee. It was on clearance for nine dollars. So I figured, yeah, I'll put it on the wall. I still wish this had been like a G two with the G two symbol and stuff to make it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of more like what the theme is. But for nine dollars, it's pretty and it'll look nice on the wall with the rest of the Reaction figures when they go up there um at the same tar- uh, target last week in roanoke picked up studio series 72 starscream cool wasn't planning on it uh just it was on sale they, ha- they had more than one on the shelf and my target hasn't restocked in weeks so i think i give it a try and the thing i was going to show off last week was i got a really good deal on ebay uh fans toys sea spray Oh. Uh, this 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 is the uh, 2.0 version. That's a lot tubbier and a lot more accurate because the first version was really kind of lanky. And Sea Spray is not what you would call a lanky bot. 
Um, the seller was selling them because he was a, I think he was a like a mint and box collector or a mint collector, and probably can't tell, but there's a slight paint chip there on the inside of the leg. So I got about twenty bucks less than retail. Uh, I used one of my gift cards from my future in-laws from Christmas. So I got him for about 45 bucks. And I, so now I have a really good looking sea spray. How do you get along nice. with your in-laws, Don? Well, they're, they're my future in-laws. So hopefully it gets along pretty well. Are you afraid what of you, your but, father-in-law um, like I am? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a work in progress. I'm not afraid. It's just, oh, I'm afraid, you mine. know, it's, it's just, I never planned on having in-laws. So I figured I would never have in-laws. So it's, it's a, it's a work in progress, but I'm really happy I got him. Uh, very, so- I haven't transformed him yet. It's a really solid, good-looking figure. Um, but that's it. Just a very, very light week. His stuff just wasn't turning up. Cool, John. Did you get anything? Uh, no, I did. Well, I got wave two of the deluxes for Kingdom. It is wave two, right? So yeah, Huffer yeah, and yeah. yeah. Um, I've opened everything except Rack tonight. Um, Air Razor, and, and I also I didn't get. RC for the record. Um, so, um, Air Razor's cool. I really like Air Razor. She's surprisingly good. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't really spoiled myself on toy reviews for this wave or anything like that. So I was impressed with her. And uh, and Huffer is really solid. He kind of feels like a throwback. It's probably just because he's like a deluxe grade truck. So you know they only um, transform so many ways. But uh, he's got that old school. Um, method of you know forming this truck bed where you just fold the legs uh, basically into each other, um, you know the classic method of doing that. So that feels fun on a G one design. Um, we're just stuck in a time loop, everybody. But uh, but yeah. it is fun. Um, and then, like I said, I'm looking forward to opening rack tonight. Other than that, though, um, no, nothing else. Okay, uh, I'll do a couple things I got. Um, Looked like more than a couple on Twitter. Well, yeah. <laughs> I went to McKay's this weekend. Uh, uh, I thought so. Yeah, and I bought some video games. And um, I looked... I, McKay's had several Transformers, some stuff I had, some stuff I didn't have. And um, I just always look at the the bagged toys. And I got what I thought was a um, Zoid. And up until five minutes ago, I was going to say, well, I got this Zoid, and I don't know its name. But after doing, <laughs> actually looking at the uh, stamps and stuff on it, or the markings, it's not a Zoid. It's a Mars toy. So like one of those generic oh. Walmart toys. So it's a little mm. Stegosaurus. So not a Zoid. So I'm a little disappointed. I thought it was like a really simple Zoid. Um, I got some video game stuff. Uh, just I was there and I'm like, they have games and books and stuff and there are some Transformers games I never wanted to pay a full price for, but if I'm going to be a, if I'm going to collect Transformers stuff, I might as well actually finally own it. So I'm trying to fill in gaps. It's mostly movie stuff. Actually, is it all movie stuff? Almost all movie stuff. Um, <laughs> I got Rise of the Dark, Dark Spark for the Wii U. Oh, yeah. I, so I, you know, I, I have it for the 360. It's the only, it's the only review copy that I've ever been comped ever. And they didn't even ask for it. <laughs> they just reached out like, hey, do you want a review copy of Rise of the Dark Spark? Yeah, uh, that's how I ended up with the uh, Transformers Prime game for the Wii. Yeah, I, I, I was only like one of two people who got a review copy. I guess they had to give give some out and <laughs> they didn't want bad press. So so I got that for the Wii U. I guess I also need it for the 
PlayStation 3, even though I don't have one. If I There's also one. a DS version, which is a totally different game. I oh, believe it's strategy. Oh, game. yeah. That was yeah, that. That's a, like a real-time strategy. I remember, I think Rob Springer was into and talking about that quite a bit at the time. Oh, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rob Springer said he liked it, and Adam Paul said if I bought it, I'd be sorry. So I haven't, I haven't bought it yet. <laughs> I need to create a checklist of what I have and what I don't. That's a lot easier for the games than for other stuff. Uh, I also got um, Transformers Prime for the Wii U. Huh. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and for the Wii, Cybertron Adventures. Oh, for the DS. Um, for the original Transformers game, the Decepticons version. So I still need the Autobot. And for Revenge of the Fallen, the Autobot. So eventually I'm going to have to get that stuff. I already have copies of the games that I want, which are the C64 game, the Mystery of Convoy for the um, Famicom, and um, the Headmasters game for the Famicom disk system. So Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see here. The last thing I got at McKay's is I was looking and I didn't have that silver bolt figure so i couldn't find that i still had it i was pretty sure that i'd sold it years ago so i went and i went ahead and got it the one that they had the card on it's really nice nice yeah so and i didn't realize that so i have sort of like a mini collection of boxed stuff that i've been working through like specifically i'm trying to complete like a boxed version of machine wars and most of the way through on that I didn't realize that I was really doing the same thing over years. It's just kind of happened where I'm doing the same thing with universe. So I saw that and I'm like, I might as well. So my problem with universe is there's like three times as much stuff. And about a third of that is not that easy to find. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm not serious about it. I am serious about machine wars. Uh, Machine wars. I, I, yeah. Machine wars is approachable and accessible to actually do what you're trying to do. Yeah. So, uh, went to Walmart. I, there's a Walmart that I feel is like really far away, but really it's only a 19 minute drive. So I went on the off chance they might have some Netflix figures because no other Walmart in the area has had any. I'm going to the doctor tomorrow, so I'll be at the very rural Walmart that I've had luck at. Hopefully I'll find the ones that I missed, but I was able to get the, uh, the hell is his name? It's the Black Ironhide, the Cesius Army Theseus. Drone. Theseus Army Drone. So I got that. Gotta get another one, Brian. It's troop builder. Yeah, I know. Well, I skip. So they had multiples of the sparkless bot. I only got two. I just couldn't couldn't justify more. Nah, nah, two's good. And uh, deep cover. They did not (laughs) did not have Cheetor for some reason. Uh, Hmm. You don't really need Cheetor, but I I I want the one to get out of. It's the better deco version, at least. Yeah, I mean, if I'm gonna have them all, I. You kind of have to have, got to have them all to have them all. Yeah, uh, something that I'd ordered on a whim, uh, because it was like a third of the price of retail, uh, from GameStop, is that Cobra Commander helmet? Oh, have you have you opened it? I tried opened it, on yet? it, and it fits my giant melon. <laughs> Did you get it on sale, Brian? Yeah, it's like forty bucks or something. What does Kim think of it? She didn't see it. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, you should have done the podcast wearing that. No, like it's not comfortable. I'm sure I know there's like padding I can put into it, but just like I, it will probably get displayed as a helmet because there's a stand that you can. Yeah, I yeah I'm pretty sure that's the actual intent, and it's yeah. just like 
you can plop this on your giant head if you really want to, but we don't recommend it. Well, I mean, it, yeah, with the padding, it, it should be pretty comfortable. Uh, and the, it, I'm amazed how well the two-way mirror works. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like um, a couple of years ago, there was even at Walgreens uh, in their Halloween, their cheap-ass Halloween stuff, like, you know, mirror masks like that. And, you know, even at a really cheap level like that, those work surprisingly well for just being like vacuum metalized on the outside. Yeah, works really well. Um, and a couple more things in my goal of eventually completing G1. Uh, there's some stuff I obviously lots of stuff I don't have. Uh, two things I picked up. Uh, they are two of the three motivators, which are uh, Brain Master repaints that were uh, released in Europe, maybe Australia too, but Europe. So there is Flame, who was the repaint of Laster. So it's it, I got the box, but it doesn't have the internal little. Um, cardboard that holds it in place so uh very pleased with that that box looks in pretty good shape yeah even better than that box that was the box it came with i actually i've had the box for this one which is light speed for a couple weeks um i actually bought it separate and i bought uh light speed um loose to go in the box this one looks even better um so and light speed is the repaint of uh braver so the one left is uh, like the Dune buggy, which is um, Gripper, which is based off, which is a repaint of Blacker from Road Caesar. So um, again, they're basically it's the the same toy with uh, different paint apps, different paint job, and uh, they uh, uh, don't have the combiner bits like the the shield and stuff that uh, the other toys have so but that's fine because road caesar is a lousy combiner anyway. road caesar is a lousy combiner <laughs> and it's funny like the one piece of road caesar that i have is blacker so that's the one that i don't have this so eventually hmm. when i finish road caesar they'll just stay in the box but the same thing for for these they'll they just look nice in the box so and in the chat uh captain rufus is saying damn it kilby stop making me feel better about my monetary buys <laughs> and that's like makes me feel better knowing when i do feel bad about my buys brian always shows me how much worse the sickness can get mm-hmm. it's pretty accurate. i never have to feel guilty for very long being on this show yeah yeah so <laughs> i don't i was gonna say i don't have any stupid purchases coming up but maybe one just depending on how that auction goes so yeah <laughs> uh so yeah nothing oh i was posting some uh photos of knockoffs that I found on eBay yesterday, and I might have bought a few of them, and hopefully I'll have them for next week. I want to show them off. Oh, that'll be amusing. Yeah, there's nice. some stupid, stupid stuff that I love, so. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Two more things I completely forgot about. Uh, I got some, the, last week I bought these during the show, some of the Fox Kids repaints. We were talking about Rhinox. Mm-hmm. Got that. <laughs> Almost forgot about these. I forgot that existed. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Waspinator. Yeah, so. Sealed, of course, right? Sealed, yeah. Yeah, those look like uh, they're in really good shape. Yeah. 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 Uh, honestly, the price on these, in the grand scheme of things, aren't that bad. Uh, so if these were new retail, they'd be 20 So they've mm-hmm. appreciated about 100%. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not too bad. It's not yeah, too it bad. Right. No, it sounds right. People don't care enough yet. The, yeah. Another 10 years, those will be, you know, over 100 bucks. Well, the other thing, too. So those are the, those are the you know year one beast wars mold the pre-trans metals 
Um, those were really, really common to find. They were, um, I don't know that they were Toys R Us exclusive, but like every Toys R Us you would go to had scores of cases of those yeah. just packed onto the shelves. Those, I don't think, have a lot of demand versus how many of them were actually out there originally. But the Transmetals. The, the Fox Kids Transmetals mm-hmm. did not really ship to Toys R Us that much. Um, all the ones I ever saw were at Target's in very small quantities. Those are yep. harder to get. Actually, I take that back. I saw Fox Kids Transmetal Waspinator at the Toys R Us once. I thought they were also at Walmart. The- Am I imagining that? Um, no, I think you're right. I think... Uh, like Rat Trap was typically found oh, at Walmart. Back then, I only is, had Walmart to go to, uh, period. So if okay. I had them, so I had to get them at Walmart. Yeah. It seemed like it seemed like it varied in a weird way, like which figures you would find at what store. Because like I never saw the Transmetal Wasp in here anywhere except for that one Toys R Us I saw it at the one time. Um, Air Razor and Rhinox, I only saw at Target. And then um, Rat Trap, I remember seeing at a Walmart. I don't think I ever saw the Transmetal Tarantulas in a store because I would have bought it. Um, and that that Transmetal Tarantulas is quite expensive now. All the Fox Kids Transmetals are expensive. So if you want a complete collection of those, um, start scraping up now. Uh, so Walkie got uh, the Transmetal Cheetor, which I do not own, nor have I ever owned. Oh, I own that one. Yeah. I love it. It's uh, he, he he called it profit profit director Cheetor because it looks like yeah. the pimp daddy Destro. Mm-hmm. So I have to have it now. <laughs> that one might not be so um, difficult or expensive to get because I think that was one of the more common assortments. Like all the Fox Kids Transmetals, as far as I can tell, did not come out at the same time. I think they came out in like staggered pairs. Yeah, I don't remember how they were assorted, but I. I I know that I parted ways with my tarantulas, and that one's not cheap. No, no, not cheap. It's no, so I may have. I JD had a transmetal tarantulas also, which I expressed interest in at the time when we were uh, going through his collection. But uh, for whatever reason, I can't remember. We didn't come to terms on that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that is not a cheap thing to get, which is why I was trying to get that one. Supreme. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I want to thank our patrons at the touch tier, tfradio.net slash Patreon and patreon.com slash tfradio. If you can't remember which one, like I just couldn't, they both work. So uh, you can find the list of folks at uh, tfradio.net slash credits, which I am actually pulling up now because I have it in one spot instead of two now. I want to thank uh, Kevin Dorsey, Ryan Bona. This is accurate as of last month. I don't think anybody has dropped or been added. So. Ryan Bona, Cheesy, Patty, Emmett Srecevich, Rabbits, Hector Bones, Matthew Dedman, Jonathan James, Nathan Sampy, Ness, Joey Russell, Jason Hiley, Mike Mallory, Jason W. Rye, Sean Hamilton, Jacob Owen Lucia, Sean Bratton, Spider Bob, Mighty Orbots, and Nintaku117. Thank you all so much. If you want to join them on that list of prestigious, auspicious, amazing, wonderful folks. You can sign up at patreon.com slash TF radio. And if you remember at the touch tier, you can actually be on the podcast that we produce uh, and publish weekly, which is history on the fives. It's a lot of fun. It's a podcast that goes out to patrons, but patrons at the touch tier can be on it. It's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, find us at TF radio.net on Twitter at TF radio and Facebook at facebook.com slash TF radio. And seriously, if you are listening right now, you know, just sit, just 
pull a browser up or the app that you're listening you know to us through and just leave a review just while you're you know you spend an hour and a half an hour hour and a half two hours every week listening to us it's been a minute giving us a review we would really appreciate it uh that would just help people find us especially if you're on a platform that people that you know that's newer uh like you know spotify or audible or something like that that would be cool uh and i'm personally on twitter at bkilby and on instagram at brian kilby and also at BrianKilby.com. chris how do people get a hold of you i'm personally on twitter at chris rtxv um don't think i'm doing anything notable over there right now it comes and goes you know just as as things occur to me i haven't been on much of a like star trek commentary kick or anything lately so none of that wacky content um as for my toy photography work, you can find um, like collected galleries and articles and things like that at playwithphotography.com. It's pretty much the archive of the like organized stuff I do. Uh, for less organized things I do, I have social media for that um, at playwithphotos on Twitter or Instagram.com slash playwithphotography. I posted a few photos uh, this past week, which uh, have gotten a decent bit of traction. One of them was actually retweeted by David Kay. Ooh, um, nice. The, Huff, the Huffer one. Sweet. So, so even, you know, people officially connected to Transformers at some point or another uh, are liking some of the stuff I'm doing. So that was fun. Uh, if you like the work I'm doing and want to uh, show some support and help me keep doing it, uh, you can sign up on Patreon at patreon.com slash playwithphotos for as little as $2 per month. Uh, everything that comes in through that goes right back into the toy photography work and the website. Uh, it's uh, really been a benefit for, you know, domain renewals, hosting renewals, and, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, occasionally uh, throwing unwise amounts of money at getting stuff a little bit early just because I can. Uh, you know, normal normal stuff to do responsibly with money. Uh, and also, I have an Amazon wish list at tfradio.net slash chrislist if you would like to just, like, throw a random thing at me. Like, not, not, not like a rock or something? I don't have any rocks on there right now. Okay. No, um, a couple of people bought me both varieties of Tamashi rocks off of there, so I don't need to have those on the wish list anymore. There were rocks on my wish list at one time. That's cool, but but not anymore. Thank you for, for the people who bought those for is, me. Is uh, Don does does he have the Duke's mayonnaise? I forget still on his wish list. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I no, I deleted it and several other things. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, when we got on the call earlier and you asked Don if he got that thing you sent him, I, I was sure that was supposed to be the mayonnaise. Oh, maybe I should just put that up and order it myself so he gets it. Yeah. That's actually, if I need to send Don something, instead of looking up his address, I just, add it, I just add it to his wish list and then order it. Mm-hmm. It's just way easier. Uh, real quick, uh, Rob Springer, not here. Uh, you can listen to his new podcast at zonebase.org, and he's also on Twitter, Robo Rob Springer. I think... He, he, I think on on his own website, he can expand the content a little more freely. So it's, there's a lot of horror stuff and things that are not just Transformers related. So you should check it out. Uh, going back to Don. Don, how do people get a hold of you? I can be reached on Twitter at HMRC, the number four EVR. Robert, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Figure Reviewers and Rob Flails. Rob Flails is the Twitter account for Flail Throughs. That's my YouTube channel. Mainly right now, I still cover Gundam Battle Operation 2. It's free to play Gundam Team Shooter for the PS4 and 5. About to add a new mode to that this week, so that should be interesting to see how it plays out. It's basically a free-for-all mode, so it's how people already play the game, except officially. 
So that should be interesting. And uh, if you like what I'm doing there, patreon.com slash flailthroughs. You can throw money at me in uh, exchange for requests within the games I cover. And uh, if you'd rather just throw stuff at me, tfradio.net slash claylist. Could we request something for Rise of the Dark Spark? <laughs> I'd have to own it first. Okay. What if we I guess, send, that, what if I we, guess that'd be the first request? What if we put that on your Amazon wish list and somebody sent it to you? Then I probably could cover it, but I'd have to get the PS3 back uh, back in uh, in the same location as the capture device. <laughs> cool. I'd hey, also need to find my SCART adapter. Where is that? Yeah, you, you a SCART adapter? What are you watching? What are you playing it through? Or the capture the, uses SCART. Uh, yeah, the capture device uses SCART because the PS3's uh, HD content protection is uh, cannot oh. be deactivated like the PS4's. Oh, so that makes sense. Use, yeah, so you have to use the SCART adapter to uh, get any PS3 footage. Cool, okay, that makes sense. Didn't know that. Hey, Don, on your wish list, do you still want that 56K modem? Should I go ahead and order that for you? <laughs> I've, already del- I've already deleted that as well. No, it's, I'm looking at it right now. You have not deleted are- it. I thought I did. I need to go back and fix it. <laughs> what about the cat toilet training kit? I would like to keep my arms attached to my shoulders. Thank you. Okay. You may want to give another pass at this then. Uh, you John. Spot. Yeah. I will. I, I th- I will. John, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, that John D everywhere. Hey, on Twitter today, Sergeant Slaughter followed me. I have no idea why. What? <laughs> His verified account of Mr. Sergeant slaughter followed me um and then on the um on the twitch front uh, oh my god he does i didn't make too much progress on um on my channel but i did buy my ring light so oh uh, oh, nice getting there we're getting there folks how what's the the diameter don't don't lose that what's the diameter of your ring light uh i mean that's a personal question okay i don't know it looks um uh, it can't be more than 12 inches Okay, I think mine is like six inches, but we got my daughter a twelve inch for Christmas, so yeah, she has I, a better I mean, ring light than I do. It's barely. I mean, it's 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 ideally, you know, you put you you sit your phone like in the middle of it. So I mean, you oh. know, it's it's like top 12, 12 inches tops. Sergeant Slaughter is the headline again. So uh, Night Sword is uh, specially requesting on our Discord to make sure the coffin is still on Don's wish list. Um, one that they said they didn't know if or when it would be back in stock, and two, my fiance does take some exception to that being on the list. Fiance, so in the chat, and we'll get to diecast in a second. They're talking about <laughs> people are talking about how long they've listened to the show, and Frank is saying he's listened when RSC is three to four hours. I don't know what podcast Frank was listening to. I don't think we've ever made the show three or four hours unless you're listening oh, to. Oh yes, we did. Did we? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. When was the show three or four hours? Uh, somewhere between 2011 and 2013. Yeah, for sure. That was oh, when we had when we had the most number of people on there, and oh. like a few of a few of our classic panelists who aren't really with us actively anymore. Oh, uh, Jacob said he's listening since 2016 or 2017. Ness is saying he started listening about six months ago. It's only been six months. Wow, feels way longer. Really? And. Uh, Frank said, I think it was 2012, and I'm like, I started making it in 1999. <laughs> well, this all started because uh, someone mentioned that they used to listen on iTunes, and then I just added in, like, I used to listen on Real Player, And then I think that snowballed it into a how long have you been here kind of thing. Three hours. I don't remember doing three-hour shows. God. <laughs> You're, yeah, that's probably for the best. 
I think I think the three hour shows we had on RFC made me feel better about when uh, superhero time would like balloon up to being like oh. three hours long every week like it didn't seem like that big of a deal when rfc was also kind of long yeah captain rufus said or, or talking about uh, back in the day and when it was in real media he made a reference to the computer and ha 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 i missed the computer <laughs> i actually have the technology now to do the computer again but i just don't yeah i mean with like a virtual machine you can even get the right voice back no you? i don't have to do it through a virtual machine i have the voice that downloaded i can run it in i can run it in on windows 10 natively Ooh. Yep. Neat. Yes. Cool. Hey, well, thank you guys for, for listening. You're you awesome. Di- no, I haven't. I was still going. Oh, I thought you were, I I thought was, you were doing the thank you for I listening. I was thanking this, the people you know. who are in the chat specifically. Well, yeah. Thank, thank you too. And, you know, I'll just keep interrupting Brian because now it's funny. Diecast. <laughs> He's just trying to keep me up. Diecast. Yes. Up. Uh, you can Diecast. follow me on my front porch <laughs> waiting for my Unicron. Um, <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at Diecast2. Still waiting for my Unicron. Uh, if you want to send me things, I do have a wish list too at uh, tfradio.net slash diecast list. Um, I don't think I have any Unicrons on there, so you don't have to worry about sending me one of those. You can send me something. I, th- I think I've been adding stuff recently. I've been on a Mortal Kombat kick for... Uh, the McFarlane Mortal Kombat figures. Uh, but I think I ordered them all by now. Movie comes out this weekend. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. So oh, yeah. I asked I might, my wife if I can show it to my four-year-old, and I was told <laughs> no. I might have to uh, rent or buy HBO Max for a month to be able to watch that or go or whatever they're calling it. Uh, yeah, it's that or a theater. I don't know if it's in theaters. What's a theater? No. Who wants to go to a theater anymore? I'd rather watch it at home. That way I don't have to wait I mean, half an like, hour before it starts. Well, that too. But I mean, like, I absolutely understand. Like, it would be so nice to just get out of the house and go sit somewhere that's not the house for three or four hours-ish, theoretically, and not also feel like that you're dooming yourself and everyone you know to, you know, contagious death, potentially. Although, I mean, we're getting closer to the point of that not being as much of a risk. Um, at the same time, though, like watching first run movies at home, like, yeah, something pretty awesome. See that much. Like, I am not against this idea at all. Um, also, on the subject of your four year old, Brian, I've been meaning to ask you've been working through um, original series Star Trek yes. with her. Oh, yeah. Uh, she been, loves it. Uh, playing on uh, digital over the air, right? Uh, over the air, yes. Uh, are you going to introduce her to any of the non original series that are also playing? Uh yeah, she watches Next Gen. Okay, and she likes it. Her favorite though, uh, it's not the original. It's not cla- it's not uh you know twentieth century stuff. She loves Lower Decks. I mean, you know, cartoon, flashy, yeah, comedy. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Uh, she loves Lower Decks, and she kind of likes the animated series. But I think uh, as far as the live action stuff, she loves uh, she loves the original series the best. Kim is ridiculing me every time she sees it because it's been all season three stuff i mean i can understand that i don't have the hatred for season three of the original series like a lot of the fandom seems to um like i actually have fond memories of it from watching it the first couple times when i was pretty young too i think that probably helps my perception of it but like i can also see where kim's coming from on that 
it is it is kind of ridiculous at points. But like the Enterprise incident, Day of the Dove, Spock's brain, like those are those are some really fun episodes. Yeah. Um, so in the chat tra- uh, chat down memory lane, Carl is asking me if I have the old Transformers Captain America fanfics I used to write in the nineties. <laughs> and oh no! So I was talking to I, was talking, I don't know if Carl's even watching right now. He might just be in the Discord. But Carl, if you're watching, check the Wayback Machine and check Google Groups because I'm pretty sure all those got posted to all toys Transformers. But uh, I will also check in my documents. I know I have all the fanfics that I wrote that were non. Uh, Marvel Universe transformed, so I probably have those as well. And my fan fiction writing was, in some ways, much better than my writing today, but in other ways, much, 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 much worse. Yeah, I mean that perception also kind of depends on just like what genre you were writing in. Let's say, yeah, yeah, like my because you you touched on a lot of different subject matter. Just to you know, put it politely, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, anybody else? Anything else? Uh, no, I think I'm done talking about Star Trek. Sweet. I love Star Trek. (laughs) Me too. Let's do a Star Trek podcast. We'll see you later. This has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at tfradio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you. Jeez, when are these guys ever going to move out of their parents' basements?